We are talking about the mayoral elections. Now, we have some long lists to scroll, so many candidates for us to all figure out whether we're voting for them or not. So many people to choose from 70 city council candidates in Vancouver and over 50 in Surrey. Talk about a long ballot. Why do we have so many candidates? Well, it all comes down to the fact that we have an at-large system versus the ward system that is common across Canada. Now, we've brought a poli-sci expert on to explain the difference of them to us, and that's Hamish Telford, an associate professor of political science at the University of the Fraser Valley. Good morning, Hamish. Good morning, Raji. All right. So let's talk about these two quite different systems. And I understand that we're unique here in BC with going with the at-large one, correct? That is correct. So in in BC, uh, we have what's called an at-large system. So Vancouver has 10 city councillors and uh, citizens can vote for up to 10 candidates to run for council. Um, And that's why and we've got 70 to, to choose from. It's, it's really quite bewildering as you try and sort through all of this and then you have to make your strategic calculation. Should I vote for 10 or does that just dilute my vote too thinly? Maybe I should vote for four and maximize their chances to get elected and so on and so forth. The theory is having an at-large council will have a council that makes decisions on behalf of the whole city. They're not beholden to a neighborhood as councillors. They're thinking about what is good for the city. The theory is nice. Um, but it may also be the case that some corners of the city don't get due consideration because nobody feels particularly responsible for them. So by contrast, a ward system would divide uh, the city up into a number of electoral districts, and probably in this case 10, and you would elect one councillor per ward, uh, very similar to how we vote in federal and provincial elections in our, in our riding. Uh, And this sort of reduces the number of candidates quite considerably. There would be be a handful of candidates running for council in your particular ward. You would only have to learn those six, seven, eight councillors, probably because it's a smaller district. All of them would be able to drop flyers off at your door and you'd get a much better handle on who's actually running and who's going to represent your district. The mayor, of course, would still be elected citywide. So interesting because what you're talking about there about being beholden to a neighborhood and overly focusing on specific issues in the ward system. So that can be seen as a pitfall, but then that can also be seen as the benefit there that if you are in a ward system that you can, you know, hold someone's feet to the fire a little bit more on issues that matter to you specifically, correct? That's right. And you can get somebody to take responsibility. If you're a citizen in your part of the city and you have a concern about a a, a traffic intersection or some such thing, there is a person that you can go to who is obligated to hear your concerns. um, And and if it is indeed a problem, to to follow up. Whereas in an at-large system, none of the councillors might be familiar with your neighbourhood or feel any particular responsibility to your neighbourhood. And they're, in theory, they are supposed to take up your concerns. But if that's not a part of the city that they live in or know um, or where they get votes, then they, it might be difficult for you to have your concern heard and acted on. And then in BC, didn't we try to see if people had an interest to switch to a ward system at some point? We have had referenda in Vancouver in the past, uh, and those referenda on award system and those referenda were always defeated. 
but that, I think, related to the pattern of party politics that we had back then. In decades gone by, we had a very stable two-party system, the MPA on the right and COPE on, on the left. And the system really benefited the more conservative uh, MPA party because voters in the more prosperous neighborhoods of Vancouver, sort of Point Grey and Shaughnessy, Thursdale, so on and so forth, tended to vote more often um, and at a higher rate and, and for the MPA. So when referenda were held, um, these citizens who voted disproportionately were able to defeat um, the idea of a ward system. But I think the city has fundamentally changed since then. Attitudes on the electoral system have changed. Of course, that old two-party system has been blown up, and now we have a system which nobody can make sense of. Yeah, it's definitely confusing to see so many names on the ballot. That is for sure. Now, what system do you think would better serve the population of B.C.? I've always been coming from Toronto, which is a very large city with a ward system. I have always been bewildered um, about this at-large system. I've lived in BC for 30 years. Now I still have trouble getting my head around it. So I'm not saying that a ward system is necessarily better. Uh, It's certainly what I was more familiar with growing up. And intuitively, it makes more sense to me. It does seem to, the ward system does seem to um, inspire more community participation, more community action, more community interest, I think. But one thing I wonder about if it also protects uh, a province, a greater region um, from nimbyism to have an at-large system. What do you think about that? Can I give you an example? I'm thinking about, for for example, the Squamish housing development at Vanier Park at UBC. There are many residents uh, who are very passionately against this development who live right there. But there are people who don't live in that neighborhood. They live in other areas that would technically be, if we were in a ward system, they would be in a different ward. And those people say, no, of course, up with the development. Let's get on with it. So in the case of NIMBYism, if people really object to this, you have a councillor who represents your neighbourhood and they'll presumably get on board uh, with those concerns because they'll be worried about being re-elected. But none of the other councillors and other wards will feel the threat of being defeated in the next election. But in in that large system, they too would fear that their votes would go down. So I actually think that in the at-large system, there's a greater possibility of NIMBYism. All of the councillors will feel a threat um, if, they, if they get on board with certain development projects, whereas in, in, a, in a ward system, you might have one councillor strenuously objecting, but a majority in favour of a project. Sure, yeah, I guess it could go both ways. Hamish, that's all very interesting, and thank you so much for sharing the context on it. You're welcome, Raji.